Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Ben Godfrey, founder and general partner at SportVest, a blockchain-based venture capital fund exclusively investing in future of sports. Ben, super excited to have you on the show. Can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? Hey, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so obviously a brief overview, of course. You know, I'm from the UK. You can tell by my accent, I'm sure. Um, so I come from like a, a banking, banking finance background, you know, 25 plus years in banking and finance, obviously in the corporate world. Um, pretty well traveled. You know, I've lived in Spain and all over Latin America. Uh, yeah, visited most, you know, a lot of countries, should I say, you know, throughout the world, you know, experiencing those different cultures and languages, particularly when it comes to sports. And um, yeah, in, in 2012, had a startup, did an exit on that, and then really got into, you know, blockchain and crypto and into the sports ecosystem in like 2015, 2016, really. And that's when, you know, we started to do research um, and we spent a lot of time, you know, two years research really on getting to where we are today with, with SportVest, which is, you know, a tokenized venture fund that, as you, you know, as you put it, really, that's looking to invest into sports businesses. And the, of course, there's many out there that are looking for funding. So what we're going to talk about today is how blockchain and tokenization could disrupt the ecosystem in sports. Yeah. But I think it's important to start with some basics because I think there's a large amount of people who don't really understand what blockchain or tokens are and how they're used. And I think a lot of people think that this is all just wrapped up into Bitcoin and there's a lot of misinformation out there. So Definitely. let's start with this. Blockchain and tokens are two different subjects. Can you talk about first, simply, what is blockchain? Blockchain effectively is a system for collecting data and recording data. So it is what it says, blocks in a chain. So effectively, what happens is, is as I say, if you compare it to something like what people are probably more familiar with, a CRM system or some type of, or an, even an Excel spreadsheet, if we take it to like the most basic thing, you know, when you use an Excel spreadsheet, you record data on that spreadsheet. Obviously that spreadsheet belongs to you, but you can share that spreadsheet with somebody else and they can see that. So effectively, you know, if we're looking in like really rudimentary terms, you know, a blockchain is more of an advanced technology. So effectively it's a way of, data being recorded, but that data being open source. So effectively, it can be verified by a number of different people. So it's not controlled by one specific centralized uh, computer, so to speak, which makes it, you know, great with regards of hacking. So, you know, you can easily hack one computer, you can't hack 50,000 or 100,000 computers. So obviously, you know, the, the basis of blockchain is a way of recording data, giving transparency um, and security. And yeah, that's, you know, it's a system effectively. What are tokens? The tokens, obviously, like you said, completely different. You know, you, they're, they're, they're completely different compared to blockchain. A token, obviously, like you said, the most 
people are most familiar with tokens like Bitcoin or Ethereum or classified as cryptocurrency. You know, what's really happened is um, there's lots of type, different types of tokens. So there's a utility token, there's a security token, you know, there's other types of tokens for rewards or bonuses. But I mean, if we take the main two, which would be utility and security. So the way I like to break it down is, you know, a token can be used for something. So you can use a token to purchase a service or let's say purchase a shirt or, a, you know, a baseball card or whatever it may be. That would be classified as a utility because you're using it to purchase some type of service or some type of physical product. Um, a security, obviously, is like, it's the same. You can go back hundreds of years and you can look. When you bought a share of a business, you got a paper certificate. So that was your confirmation that you owned a specific share in that business. A security token is exactly the same. It's just a digital version. So ultimately, X amount of tokens will value X percentage of equity in a specific business and you will receive a return based on the performance of that business so tokens can be utilized you know in many different ways but tokens can't be applied to everything correct yeah nor can blockchain so it's important to understand you know blockchain crypto and tokens or tokenization are those types of in words so People like to use those words without really understanding what they mean. So yeah, effectively, you can't apply blockchain technology to everything. You can't apply a token to everything. So ultimately, you know, it's important to understand if you're looking to create your own token or use blockchain technology as to why are you using that? You know, are you improving what's already there? And that's the basis of, you know, why you would use either blockchain or tokens so i mean there are many you know reasons particularly in sports particularly in that ecosystem where tokenization for example and blockchain can have you know a real disruption and can really help with innovation you know in the future so let's talk a little bit more about that how is blockchain and tokenization being applied in sports and how can it disrupt things yeah, I mean, you know, there's sports, the ecosystem of sports, of course, covers a multitude of subsectors, but also sports touches many other sectors. So it touches things like healthcare, it touches things like fin the financial industry, you know, many, many area, many, many other sectors the sports sector touches. Um, and sports, obviously, as I say, has many subsectors. So ultimately, you can break them down. I mean, there's thousands of them, to be honest with you. I'd be here all day if I went through every single one. But if we take some of the, the main ones where we see development of blockchain technology and tokenization being used. So things like, for example, ticketing is one. Memorabilia is another. So let's just quickly talk about those two things. Ticketing, for example, at the moment today when you buy a ticket, you know, you go and you buy it from Ticketmaster or whoever it may be. Um, you purchase that ticket or you may purchase it from the uh, secondary market, in which case you'd be purchased it maybe at a higher price. You know, if we look at things like the Super Bowl, for example, you've got tickets, tickets that have a face value of maybe $500, $600. And then all of a sudden, the value is being, you know, they're being resold and they're $20,000. So ultimately, 
blockchain allows the tracking of the life of that tick of a specific ticket so each ticket the cycle of that ticket can be tracked that's good with regards to controlling the face value of the ticket also making sure that the ticket is a genuine ticket verifying that what you're buying is genuine so that technology the blockchain technology allows for transparency from the fans that are buying that also you know ultimately it's on the tokenization side, you know, it's a reduction of cost. So again, blockchain and tokenization help with the reduction of, of, the, of the processing costs. You know, at the moment, it's kind of familiar where you, you purchase a ticket, you use a credit card, you know, ultimately by using a cryptocurrency, let's say Bitcoin, as an example to buy a ticket, you're effectively eradicating those processing costs, which will ultimately hopefully make it cheaper for the fan. I mean, the end of the day, you know, we want the benefits to be passed on to those fans. So when looking at ticketing and memorabilia, it looks like the, the biggest benefits for the consumer is the authenticity side of things. So I know that a friend of mine, uh, when the Carolina Panthers were in the Super Bowl, he went out there for the game and ended up unfortunately buying a, a fake ticket. And it was something that you drop a couple grand to go see your team. You're so excited and you get there and you're like, Arrgh. You're like, oh my God, that this is what excites me so much about blockchain technology is the authenticity of the entire thing because it is based on credibility because it's a series of checks and balances. Correct. Exactly. So yeah, there's, you know, there's a way, like you say, of, of eradicating effectively that falsification of the ticket ticketing market. Ultimately, you know, it's kind of going to take time because you know, really, it's a shame there's like organized crime probably that's involved in that. But ultimately, you know, I think blockchain will go a long way to solving a lot of issues when it comes to fraudulent tickets and controlling, like I say, the, the face value of tickets, you know, so real fans can get to go and see their, you know, their team play at important sporting events. Um, and then on the memorabilia side, I mean, we've seen it with the LA Dodgers recently. You know, they did a giveaway of digital bobbleheads, you know, and the reality is, is again, like you say, it comes down to authenticity and, you know, blockchain technology being able to authenticate that memorabilia is um, legitimate memorabilia, a signature is legitimate, even who owns that memorabilia, historical ownership of the memorabilia, historical pricing of that memorabilia. So one buzzword that likes to get thrown around in the pretty much the entire space is ICOs. Oftentimes you'll hear people being yeah. like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to raise our ICO and we're going to try and get millions. And you're like, oh man, this seems awesome. It, it seems like it's the candidly, the crypto version of raising money. And yeah. <laughs> instantly you're just, you're like, man, this guy must be doing something awesome because he's got this ICO and there's millions and I don't understand what's going on, but it sounds cool. Can you help break down what all of that means, what is an ICO and what's really happening when, when someone's coming out with one? Yeah, I mean, you know, ICO is another, is basically would be, a, it's a way, of course, of raising capital. I mean, it means initial coin offering. Um, but ultimately, you know, you can compare it to maybe something more traditional like an IPO, an in initial public offering, you know, that's done on on you know when when a company's listing on the stock market so i mean effectively it's become a way to raise capital for you know startups 
that are looking for that seed money or you know post seed money um the problem is is you know when you create a new way of raising capital uh, of course you're always going to get certain you know people that all basically manipulate that in the marketplace you know through 2017 of course you know it was it was we saw a lot of companies and that's really when it came to the forefront icos we saw a lot of businesses raising capital um of course there's some important factors that you've got to consider you know an ico comes back to the type of token that you're issuing so you've got to be if you're planning on doing an ico you've got to make sure that you're issuing the right token if it's a utility or security because ultimately you know as a to if you're issuing tokens you have a responsibility to not only you know issue the token but track that token and make sure that the person that's purchasing that token gets what you're saying they're going to get so i think we've also developed out into a you know the world of stos now security token offerings and you know there's all these buzzwords that are around there so i mean from both sides from a issuing side and from an investor point of view you know investors need to understand that any type of token that they're buying will be considered speculative and should be considered high risk so they must always do the relevant due diligence on that specific company that specific business look at what they're actually planning on doing you know what they're planning to implement and you know you've got to take into into the into consideration those factors so it's like whatever investment you're doing you know whether it be on the stock market or in an ico you've got to look at it the same way when you're investing into an ico you've got to do your due diligence and you've got to make sure that you know you only invest really the money to be honest with you that prepared to lose yeah one of the things that was the hardest thing for me to grasp is people were very flippant with talking about their ico and we're going to be offering these tokens for a sports app or a community that we've got and and i'm looking at it and i'm really trying to understand what the value of said token is it's almost like just because we offer it is supposed to mean that it's got some sort of value but even though one the technology is new so not everybody understands it but then two we're also dealing with the ambiguity of uh what is a startup going to be doing and how profitable are they going to be it's it just seems like a very high risk uncertain venture yeah i mean you know my, the, the cruel reality is most startups don't make it you know you're probably looking i mean you know i don't have the exact statistics but i can pretty much say it would be well over 60 percent of startups won't make it um you know we've seen statistics come out there of you know already how many failed icos there are and i think it's up at, you know in the 70 70 odd percent you know mark so i think you know of course you have like you said you have to analyze as to if you're buying a token what is that token for is it within a platform that that company's offering in which case you know what are you using the token for if you're using the token to pay for a service on that platform realistically you shouldn't be buying that token as an investment because ultimately it's for a service not a not a return you know the problem is is of course all these tokens are listed on secondary exchanges and then you get speculation in there you can get a lot of manipulation within that those exchanges which can drive prices and you know the reality is is if you're left you hold on to yours you know because greed can sometimes take over 
you know, you hold on to your tokens, the price can go up substantially, but then it can drop twice as quick. So ultimately, as I say, you know, for me, I think there's a value in utility tokens. But of course, you know, if you're looking for pure investment return, you've got to look at purchasing security tokens or nothing at all. You know, go and purchase a traditional asset like a stock or whatever it may be. So one thing I want you to talk about is I believe a lot of people's knowledge of this entire space comes from the media and or headlines. I even know just looking at LinkedIn a few months ago, you'll just see Bitcoin is dropping and and all these just uh, red flags and signals. And for me, what I did to make sure that I educated myself is I had a business partner, shout out to my man, Trevor, who was dealing with blockchain technology and talking to me about it and I didn't understand it. So what I did is I went and read a book about it from one of the leading experts just to try and raise my level of knowledge. Then uh, I went and downloaded Coinbase and I just threw 20 bucks into uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum just to track it. I had no interest whatsoever in trying to make money on it. I just wanted to try and understand what was going on and what was the volatility of things. And I want to see if you could speak to what people should be aware of because the, the price of Bitcoin doesn't mean that blockchain technology isn't good, right? Correct. You know, Bitcoin is a current, a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin, you know, is not, while, while it's, it's utilizing certain protocols, you know, the, the actual blockchain technologies is, like I said, a database. The reality is, is that can be utilized in a lot of back-end systems to solve a lot of problems when it comes to cost, transaction costs, fraud, transparency for users, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So ultimately, yeah, they shouldn't be confused. You know, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin can be used to purchase today now it's kind of crazy you know you can go out there you can purchase a coffee you can you can purchase your groceries you can you know you 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 can there's bitcoin atms you know so ultimately like bitcoin is a mainstream cryptocurrency and it obviously it will become more accepted in society you know as as the years go on and as obviously you know there's more in circulation because ultimately it's capped at like 21 million um, and it's my, it's a mineable a mineable coin. So obviously there's you know there's more supply coming out there into the market, but at some point you know that will end. And the reality is is you know the the whole amount of Bitcoin, of course, will be in circulation. So you know ultimately the price will be volatile on that. It's like a brand new stock at the end of the day. If you were to invest in any type of stock you know when it was first listed on an exchange let's take for example something like facebook you know if you'd have bought facebook stock pre-ipo um you know it went up substantially and then it went down substantially you know it goes through through upward trends and downward trends so ultimately if you're buying any specific type of you know token for investment you've got to be aware of you'll get major swings major volatility realistically people are speculating on bitcoin you know ethereum those types of cryptos so they are trading those they're looking to make profit which is fine but ultimately you know if you're going into that looking to invest you've got to either you know be prepared 
for that volatility and look to be trading, in which case you then classify as a, a trader, or you've got to look to go in and hold it long term or be using, using that Bitcoin for something, for a purchase. So let's look at things moving forward. So you did a great job of give us, giving us an education on all that's going on here. Yeah. But what are some simple things that we can do to better understand where the market's going and better be forward thinking in this technology and how it is used in the world of sports and everywhere? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's exciting, first of all, the technology, you know, how blockchain and how tokens can be used in the world of sports. You know, of course, we've already we already see at the moment clubs that accept, you know, Bitcoin. So we've got like the Mavericks, for example, they accept, you know, Bitcoin and other crypto and there's other clubs that accept crypto as well. And we're going to see, you know, further developments where you'll be able to, you know, purchase your tickets using crypto you'll be able to purchase you know food drinks merchandise using crypto but you will see a development off that a spin-off and we are we are seeing actually in europe you know if we look in the in the soccer so if you look at, at clubs like paris saint germain juventus you know big clubs they're looking to issue their own token so why would they do that it's so basically they can monetize you know all their followers they can get that better engagement with their fans, the better loyalty, you know, they can offer fans, you know, specific promotions tailored to them. So I think we're going to see clubs tokenizing, clubs issuing their own tokens, whether that be a security or utility token, it'll be, you know, down to that club. So I think, you know, tokenization is going to take over a lot of aspects in the marketplace memorabilia like i've just you know previously mentioned ticketing and then of course you know there's other ways of using tokens um you know so we're going to see esports of course as a sector has grown substantially in esports teams and you know betting betting laws changing here in the us of course the change in the legislation so sports betting is a whole new economy and the reality is, is you know traditional betting would be you'd bet using cash or your credit card you know, you're going to see platforms that utilize a token, a betting token, um, where you'll use that token to place bets. Blockchain technology will be used to be able to track those bets better, to give transparency to winners, you know, to, 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 to calculate and, uh, you know, the, the whole historical pattern of, of a bet, you know, the whole cycle. So I think, you know, there's many areas you can utilize blockchain and tokenization and it's kind of really exciting. Ben, this is super enjoyable. Where can people connect with you? Yes, you can connect with me on Twitter uh, at Ben Blockchain. You can also obviously visit our website, um, you know, sportvest.io, or you can follow our general Twitter, which is sportvestico, or our email address, hello at sportvest.io. Awesome. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. What is your knowledge currently about blockchain and ICOs and tokenization? Let me know about it. And I'm trying something new. I'm giving away three free ideas for your business. Just hit me up at rob at baconsports.com and title it three free ideas. You can also hit me up on Instagram at rob underscore Cressy. Twitter at Rob Cressy and on LinkedIn. Cressy. Cressy. Cressy.